You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. This is Steph Wilberting, your host. Here, we'll be talking about all things wellness, how it impacts our journey and affects the way we show up in the world. Hey team, thanks for listening to this episode of the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. Please give us a like, a follow, a review, a subscribe on all the different listing platforms and uh, follow me over on Instagram at leading underscore lady underscore fitness to stay in the loop for all things happening in the leading lady fitness community. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode. I am so excited to be sitting across a screen from one of my favorite leading ladies, Andrea Burns. Hi. Hi, Steph. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Thank you for inviting me. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so grateful you're here. Um, it's so great to be back, even though I'm uptown and you're downtown. At least we're in, we're in the same city. We're getting closer. That's right. No time difference between us. So that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. First off, how are you today? What's going on for you? What's keeping you busy these days? You were just somewhere kind of exciting and tropical. Tell us a little bit. I'm great. I'm extremely grateful for this beautiful weather today. We really need some sunshine in New York City, so I'm happy that that's out. Yeah, I was just on a um, Broadway cruise with Seth Rudetsky where we started in Barcelona and then went on the Amalfi Coast of Italy and uh that was heaven sent after a few months in the New York winter. And um, yeah, it's wonderful. And I must say, kind of a relief to uh, answer the question that I had during the pandemic, which was, will I ever be able to travel internationally again? Yeah. Um, right? Uh, it was very exciting to know that that's, those doors are open, yeah. and it's, it's still a possibility. So that was exciting. Isn't it the most beautiful? Um, I worked on a my experience on a cruise ship was a little different because I did the same show for almost two years on yeah. a cruise ship with a little bit of a break, but, um, I have traveled the Amalfi coast and it is, maybe you have already been there before. I'm not sure, but it is just mind blowing how beautiful it is. I agree. I yeah. agree. I can't wait to get back. Okay. We're going to dive in and Great. talk a little bit about what I like to talk about, um, in these conversations. And the first thing I want to hear from you is how did the last couple of years pandemic and now that we're shifting away from it a little bit or through it, I should say, how is your relationship to yourself and caring for yourself? How has that shifted for you? Well, my journey has been uh, very specific over these uh, past two and a half years. Um, 
So in 2019, about four months before the pandemic, I had a pretty bad accident where I broke my ankle in three places. And um, that required surgery. And uh, I had a cast and then I had a boot with crutches. And then I was learning to walk in the boot without crutches. It was a long period of rehab for me. And I was actually just starting to get out there again in regular shoes uh, and Mm -hmm. be back in the world walking when, um, when the pandemic hit. And so it was an, an int- it was, it was an interesting time to be told to slow down because mm-hmm. interestingly, what, what's fascinating is when we get the validation of a serious injury, somehow our New Yorker brains can deal with that and say, okay, well, I'll do whatever it takes and I'll get through it. But obviously a break is a break. I have to take the time to heal. But when I was emerging from that, there is a big, there was a big road ahead of me from getting into a shoe to actually feeling really confident moving through the world again. And I wanted to just jump right back into that um, in early March. And the universe had other plans. And for me, Mm -hmm. it was a true gift to have to really slow down And also to be able, because we were all on Zoom, um, I had been kind of reclusive, healing quietly and Mm -hmm. privately during my injury. It was really nice to be able to be out in the community and in the world in a way that wasn't restricted to my lack of movement, right? So I could just, I was able to just sort of join the creative force of, you know, activity and everything again, sitting in my chair and uh, privately doing my PT exercises during that time. So that was, that was amazing. It was a, a, a forced slowdown. And um, it has turned out to be really impactful for me in my long fit, longtime fitness journey. Yeah. And there's, because there was all those things, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that this is what I think you're alluding to for our listeners, and maybe some listeners who are finding us outside of the Broadway community somehow, when the pandemic hit, there was a lot of um, um, creative outreach happening and people hopping on Zooms to just connect personally, but also to perform, to sing, to raise money for things. Um, were, is that kind of what you're talking about, too? You were able to yes. participate in that? Yeah. yeah Thank yeah, you yeah, for yeah. clarifying. Yes, the Broadway community was hugely active in fundraising for people out of work, as well as trying to stay creative and alive. So I participated in play readings and interview shows of other artists in just about any kind of creative outlet that I could over over Zoom as we were all learning how to manage it. I w- I'm also a teacher. So I was also mm-hmm. teaching university students during that time as well yeah. over Zoom. Yeah. I mean, the pivot that so many people have have experienced in the last couple of years is, is quite fascinating, fascinating and a testament to the resilience of our community. Um, I mean, I've always known that about our community, but I think we've really seen it um, thrive in the past couple of years. Absolutely. This is kind of like a, a um, 2.0 version of that question, talking about like journey and time. And when it, when we're talking about our relationship to ourself and, you know, and our, for our purposes, how we take care of ourselves, whether it's how we eat, how we move, how we don't eat, how we don't move. How has that changed over the years for you? I know as I get older, I'm trying to embrace some 
uh, some more trust and some more forgiveness. What does that mean to you? I also feel like, well, my mindset has improved so much with age. (laughs) (laughs) We as young women, and certainly in this society, we have, we feel this pressure to embody this kind of toxic perfectionism as far as what we're supposed to look like to other people in order to be a success in the world. And, um, you know, I, I, I rode that roller coaster many times I've lost. And, and for me, it's never, I've never someone who has come across to anyone as particularly thin or particularly heavy. So it's been like the same, I've been on the same 12 to 13 pounds that I've gained and lost over decades, many, many times. But every time it's happened, usually I can do it because the impetus is I'm training for a role and that's exciting to me. And so I, there's a carrot in front of the horse mm-hmm. there, but I can now look back and see that every time I was getting closer to the grail of sustainability, the first few times it was completely, um, I couldn't even imagine how not to do it without punishing myself or telling myself I just didn't have enough willpower. I had to get more mm-hmm. um, or more discipline, which is hard for a creative person because some of us are used to hearing, well, you're not really disciplined. You're, you know, I'm a Pisces, free thinker, you know? And um, I remember, in fact, the last time I went into like a big training for a role was with you getting ready to do the Broadway show on your feet. And I had a very specific, uh, specific demands as a dancer that were being made of me and, and the choreographer wanted me to look a certain way. And I worked very hard to do that. And I wanted to do it in a healthy way, which I believe that I did. But I remember getting to a point where I knew it was not sustainable. And actually looking for help, Mm. asking nutritionists, friends, how do I continue to look and feel great? but without having to devote my entire life to yeah. not eating sugar yeah, or whatever. Can I ask you then, this is a really, I think this is such an important conversation, both around training for a role and your experience and just life in general. Um, what did not feel sustainable, like specifically? So the difference is, okay, a few years before that, I had done a play at Lincoln Center about burlesque performers. It was called The Nance, and I had to really get into shape for that. And so I trained every day with a trainer, and I cut sugar and gluten out of my diet. And But I really mostly existed on, like, I used to say coffee and kind bars. You know, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I got really thin. I look great. They took the press pictures. And the next day I was like, pass me the bread basket because I can't do this anymore. Right. So the next time when I was training for on your feet, I was working with a very specific way of eating every three hours, only whole foods. And um, it was great and technically healthier. But my whole life was about every meal decision and every workout decision. I had no room in my brain for anything else. And I knew that I didn't, I I was a little older and I was like, I don't want my life to be like this. It can't be that even though I'm eating healthy, my brain is still on overdrive about how can I keep it here? How can I maintain this? I feel like that was me getting closer, but ultimately um, not being able to fight the undertow of you know what, this is too hard. And I'll just do what I do until the next time I feel like I have to lose weight. But certainly with the injury, 
and having to be, you know, like a couch potato for a lot of the time that really forced me to show myself a lot of grace. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you bring something up. Um, I'm working on something, some things right now. And in the material I'm working on, we talk a lot about this, um, this back and forth is referred to as we, I'm using the word we as a universal we, okay. That we live in a ping pong match between restriction and indulgence. And we only live in the paddles. <sighs> nice. And we want to live in the center of the table. Yes. And there can be sustainable change in the center of the table, right? If we're looking for long-term sustainable health, weight loss, it can happen in the middle, but we are programmed that it happens in restriction and restriction is always the impetus for indulgence or binge, not indulgence. That's not the word I want to use because indulgence is uh, binge, right? Right. So what we're talking about here a little bit from what you shared about your um, experience training for the role is that specifically for the job, right? And this is going to happen. Like this is happens for performance. You were living in one of those paddles of restriction, right? Yes. And it worked as long as it needed to work. And then yes. eventually you're like, this is not working anymore. And I want to get back to the middle. And the problem is, I'm going to say this twice. <laughs> so we all hear it. We don't want to work in the middle because it's not sexy. Right. I, I, I hear that. Yes. Right. The middle ground is not what's sold in major mainstream fitness and weight loss, right? Um, so the main, the middle is not sexy, but the middle is where we can live our life. Yes. And it's really hard. And it's, this, is, this is an important conversation for me to have on these podcasts. This is growing to become my bigger mission with my business and how I help people, specifically to these podcasts, I want anyone who's listening to this, who is a young performer, you know what, doesn't matter how old you are, who is a performer, who might have one in their family, who might be raising one, who might be raising a very young woman as a performer. It does not have to be the way it's been for many people. And I know when I was in my late twenties, when I first came to the business, I got a lot of negative messaging about the way I looked and what I should do. Yes, I did too. I did too. Mm -hmm. And it's still with me. And anyway, I agree. I'm going to get off the soapbox for a second, but like, no, it's so I, important. It's like it such is a the message. Important... It is the message. And quite frankly, you know, I feel like I've only been able to come to it with age because what's sold to us, even bigger picture as young people is sexy is best is number one, sexy over smart. Mm -hmm. sexy over wise, you know, sexy over sustainable. And this particular lesson is coming to me, you know, later in life, or finally yeah. landing on me, because ultimately, that's just not as important to me as savoring my life. Yeah, I don't want to be a slave to somebody's idea of what is, uh, you know, what is acceptable. But at the same time, I do want to feel, I, I recognize that I do feel good when I exercise. I recognize that my body loves it when I eat well and nourish it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's very important to me now to learn how to do that in a way where I can enjoy the, the indulgences and, and the beautiful uh, treats for lack of a better word that life has to offer. And, and you're actually catching me like on the, you know, on the other side of, uh, 
you know, my, my journey, I would say like in January, I made a decision that I wanted to come back to really mindful, uh, ex- exercise and, um, nutritional goals. Mm-hmm. And I made myself a promise, which was, this has to be, this has to have grace in it. It has to have room for forgiveness it has to have room for slip ups and it'll take as long as it takes. I even had trouble thinking of a goal weight because I didn't really know what that meant anymore. I don't like what that means anymore. I just figured I'll know when I feel good. Yeah. I'm going to back up because you just said something very, um, um, have treats when I want them and then slip ups. So I'd love to hear yeah. from you. What, what is the difference? Intention. Great agency, mm-hmm. right? Because I was in, um, am I am in strong shape, but I had been very, very mindful about uh, keeping everything that I ingested. Although I would say no, it was important to me also on the weekends. Oh, great! I'm gonna, you know, feel really confident about my food choices and be very intentional, so that on the weekend I can go somewhere wonderful and have the best steak frites and a glass of wine I'm going to love mm-hmm. and I'm going to lean into. And that felt the same before my trip to Italy. So I'm not going to go to Italy and say I'm not having gelato or pasta. Right. I want the best Italy has to offer. It's a treat to be there. So that felt intentional and satisfying and great. Mm-hmm. And because I'd been so tuned into my body. I also knew when to stop, not when I should stop. My body knew when it was sated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think slip ups, when I refer to slip ups, I think it's about, that's more about your cravings, your other other things triggering the cravings. So be it stress, be it lack of sleep, be it just feeling in a rut about something. I'm starting also to be more aware that oh, I can't be as on top of things as I was before, you know, let's say a month ago. But at the same time, now I'm also looking at it and Mm -hmm. and being with it and saying, okay, why? Why is it? And why is it a little bit harder now? And also, I don't forbid myself to do anything. Just say, okay, this is what I'm really, what I would like to do right now. You know, I didn't get as many workouts in as I thought, you know, whatever. But I'm, it's very important to me not to get caught up again in the undertow of that old mentality. But it's decades strong. Yeah. So it's going to be a process. In this, um, in this work I'm referring to, it's um, these, what you just described is um, we're using the term biofeedback right? Mm. So am I satiated? Why am, why am I so hungry? Is it because of a lack of sleep? Is it because I'm super stressed? Um, is it because I didn't eat enough protein yesterday? And so today I'm want to eat everything in the house, right? Yes. And using it as evidence and not shame. Yes. Or as, as a reason to beat yourself up. I mean, I endured too many years of shame about my body and food choices from the world at large, from family members, from show business. I am not interested in playing on that team anymore. You know, I'm just, there are enough forces in the world that are going to throw that at me. And um, I'm just not, life is, life is precious and too short. And I, I want to be in the, I want to be in the happy of it. I just don't want to get caught up in that anymore. 
I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Tell me a little bit about this intentional movement that feels good. What are you doing? I am... Committing to the systems I have put in place that are helpful to me instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to go on a diet or I have got to lose X, Y, Z. The the idea, particularly in January, I thought I was going to be going out of town to work on a new show. And because of Omicron, it was postponed for six months. And that was that felt like quite a loss. And it felt like another COVID winter in New York City in my apartment. I was very nervous about what that would look like, particularly without a job. Typically, I teach at universities, and I had set those jobs aside in order to go do this performing job. So with some quick hustling, I was able to get some teaching jobs back, and I decided that what the next few months would be for me were a, uh, they would, I would create a clarity camp for myself. (laughs) Tell me more. Well, that's what I called it. If it's really about my mental health, I need clarity. I don't want to be wondering what what's going to happen to me in four months if another job doesn't come up or if I'm going to survive another dark COVID cold winter. You know, having come out of the last two, I was really nervous about that. I was nervous about my mental health. And I said, I'm going to create this. I, I know that I wanted to get back into nutrition and fitness for myself, but I wanted to do it in a way that was aimed at my mental health and well-being which means I had to let go of a lot of the stuff that used to come yeah. from that. I love that. Yeah. So that's clarity camp was like, you know, work out, track what I was, uh, what I was eating, grocery shop, be intentional about my cooking and really spend time. Even I have this big planner that I write in, even though I have a digital calendar too, where I would really look at the things that I had for the week and, just writing them down. I mean, it's silly. I have like, for me, it's like stickers, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> beautiful oh. stickers. It was like, I want to take a, a walk. And you know, it's like, it'll be a, you know, I'll have a thing of, uh, of sneakers or I'll have a, um, or musical notes stickers that are around when I'm going to sing for a while and just, you know, create space for intentional activity for my own peace of mind and my own clarity. And so I, I said, I want systems, not mm. habits, right? I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. You said something earlier too, where you said savoring my life, mm-hmm. which of course I love 
the use of the word savor when we're talking yes. about a relationship to food. I even wrote it down. I was like, maybe that's the name of something someday. Mm. That idea of like, really like, in, like, I feel like it's so easy to commit to something when it comes to food and fitness, we'll just say, and not like it at all. And we just keep doing it because we think we should. Right. And you might, you know, they, this is like, always hard for me to say and hear, but it's kind of true. If we lose it that way, we're going to gain it back. Yes. Right. You talked a little about cooking. This is not quite as a serious of question, but now I want to know what's like the best thing you cook. You're a good cook, aren't you? I can tell. Oh, thanks. Um, I am a pretty good cook, but I also wanted to, I made a commitment not to cook or make anything that I didn't want, like that I wouldn't want to eat that felt like torture to do. Absolutely not. Right. So, I mean, you know, we eat a lot of chicken in our house, but like chicken thighs, for instance. Okay. So that's like a big thing. And if you're somebody who's been a cereal dieter, you're like, no, no thighs, only chicken breasts because whatever. Um, I really, really love deliciously cooked chicken thighs. Right. And I love it with like roasted butternut squash, which, you know, is not broccoli. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's still all your little diet red flags. Oh, well, it's a starch or, oh, well, it's, but I make what I know is healthy and will make me happy and savor the experience of sitting down to have a good meal, right? right? So that it's not numbing because you can numb yourself out on healthy food too, right? Just, okay, just get this down. It's food for fuel. I'm not even supposed to be enjoying it, whatever. Um, I really did not want that. So I enjoyed, my my husband enjoys when I cook. So it was really fun. We're recently empty nesters. So it's really fun to, you know, do that for him and put dinner on the table. And yeah, I think that's all. The whole promise has been for me, what would make this more fun? What would make this easier as opposed to what will make me lose weight faster. Yeah. When you said um, things that I like and things that, you know, don't necessarily live underneath the um, description of the like very restrictive eating from dieting. Mm -hmm. If we do it that way, the way you're describing, right? If we approach it that way and we're not always perfect, but we're enjoying it, the, the, the consistency over time is more effective than if we're like, I'm going to like chicken and broccoli, chicken and broccoli, chicken and broccoli, pizza, 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 nachos, right? Right. Chicken and broccoli and the pizza are also ping pong paddles. That's right. right. That's right. And we're, and what you're describing is like this lovely dinner in the middle. Yes. And listen, I'm also a social person and I would hate when I was, you know, on a very strict diet when I would be invited to a friend's house for the weekend. And all of a sudden it caused so much drama for me. What am I going to do? I'm not going to be able to eat there. They're not going to have the same thing. You know, they won't have my values. There's you know, I'm going to gain weight just by being there, just trying to be polite. And, um, I just, I built in every week, whether I was visiting with someone or not, I built in things that felt, yeah, like treats to savor. Yeah, You know, I made room for French fries. I made room for cookies. I made room for, you know, whatever it was for a slice of pizza. But while I was doing that, I was very, I felt very successful in my nutritional goals and in my systems. I guess that's the biggest difference. And um, that I learned from James Clear's Atomic Habits. Yeah. 
Right. Yep. I, I, that was really amazing to me. It's like, oh, if I put systems in place, this isn't personal. Right. One of my favorite parts of that book is the story he tells about Twyla Tharp. I think I've said this on multiple episodes about her gym habit. And she's like, I get up every morning. I go downstairs. I hail a cab. The cab takes me 20 blocks north to the gym. Right. The habit isn't the workout. The habit is hailing the cab. And so it's like the hail the cab moment. What is it? It might be the grocery shopping on Wednesday afternoons or whenever you find time. That might be your hail the cab moment. Um, It's not the meal itself or the workout itself. It's the system. Yes. I mean, for example, what helped me is like, I've, I drink a green juice. I love my little green juice in the morning, but I attached it to the thing I do right before I go out and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. same thing. It's just like, wake up and have the juice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the juice and then everything else follows after yeah. that. If you could tell, you know, that there's often the, like, if you could tell the 20 year old version of you something about this. I think that's a very, sometimes that's a very overwhelming thing to think about because I have all the layers of pain in me still. So I'm going to rephrase it with what would you tell if you saw a young woman, like in something you're studying, like when you're teaching, what would you tell her about her relationship to herself, specifically in our industry? In the end, you are the best coach you have, the best friend you have, the best teacher you have, and the best instrument you have. And you can trust yourself to drive. I love that. I love that. We're going to, we're going to punctuate the conversation proper with that. Okay. We're going to do a little, we're going to do a little rapid fire fun moment and then we're going to get out of here. Okay. Enjoy the sunshine. Okay. I have them ready for you. Are you ready? Here we go. Okay. Some of them are very easy. Okay. What's your hometown? Miami, Florida. Miami. What is the first professional show you saw in Miami as a kid that you were like, Peter Pan starring Sandy Duncan. Yes. Um, What's the first Broadway show you've, you ever attended in New York? I believe it was Annie. With Nell Carter. Uh, uh, No, no dear. Andrew McCardle, Dorothy Loudon, like OG, OG. Oh, I thought no, oh, no, Carter was the revival. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. What's the first Broadway show you ever did? Beauty and the Beast. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What is a dream role and have you done it? I did get to do one of my dream roles in all of life was to play Dot in Sunday in the Park with George. And I did get to do that. Um, Right after that, I became pregnant because I felt like, well, what else? That was it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, my, I continue to just have dreams about originating more roles. I find that to be the most exciting and satisfying experience. So I love that. Hopefully there's more in the future. Um, Speaking of roles you originated um, in songs for a new world, which I played woman two in, and I was probably one of my favorite experiences ever, but in Mm -hmm. that show, what was your favorite song to sing? Your favorite mm, moment? There were so many, but it will probably be Hear My Song when we were all together at the end of the play, having just 
you know, laid out our hearts and bled from our throats for whatever it was, 90 minutes. And, and just, uh, you know, the four of us in that original cast were very close and, and very close to the composer and the director. And as young people, we just felt like we were, you know, opening our hearts for the world to see. And so, um, yeah, we just gave it everything. And to be able to sort of sit together uh, very closely on stage, kind of holding hands and singing in harmony as a kind of thank you prayer in a way and sharing it with the world is probably the best moment. Love it. Okay. Non-related to the biz. What is your favorite restaurant? Oh my God. Well, gosh, so many good. I mean, I love a good Italian restaurant Mm. and I'm going to say right now that I was, I just went to a wonderful, wonderful place called in Roma in, Mm. uh, Rome proper. Uh-huh. And um, I had the most incredible spaghetti carbonara of my life there. Oh, delicious. Yes. Uh, what is your favorite neighborhood in New York City? West Village, without a doubt. Um, dream vacation destination. Oh, my God. A month in Positano. <laughs> I know. It's so amazing. Um, yeah. um, and finally, right now, today here in your current life, what is something that you're just super grateful for? My family. And my relationship to them, they are my support and they keep me laughing and um, they are just remind me every day that I'm very, very lucky to be alive. I love you so much. I love you too. I'm so grateful you had time to chat with us. Thank you for being here. Thanks for doing this. Oh my gosh. I, I'm just, this is such an important thing for me to talk about. And I'm so grateful that I have a platform which to do it. I just can't imagine as a young performer having something like this to listen to. It would have made me feel so much less alone. Yeah. Um, Um, Hopefully because we're on the Broadway podcast network, we're getting to those people, you know, hopefully that's happening. Um, Well, good luck with the out of town show that's around the corner now that we're making yes. it through the spring. Yes. Um, and I hope I see you in person soon. I can give you a nice tight squeeze. Yes. Same. And Andrea Burns on Instagram and all the places people can find you. Yes. Is that correct? The, the Andrea Burns. The, yes. The great. Whatever. <laughs> all right. We're going to sign off. Have a great day. Thank you so much for being here. Everybody have a lovely day. Be well. And we'll see you next time. Thanks Steph. Bye. You're a gift. I love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. Thank you for following, subscribing, liking, reviewing, all the things to help get these wonderful conversations in more ears. Have a great day and be well. Thanks for joining us today. Check out other episodes on all streaming platforms, including the Broadway Podcast Network app. Be well and see you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.